Hello everyone, my name is Micah Johnson and I'm your host for Aquarian Prophecy Podcast. Here we come together to explore the many facets of medicine culture, our social responsibility in the changing world, and how we can embrace the unknown in connection with one another. This first season covers my experience in the Amazon jungle while I was quarantined with an indigenous tribe during the onset of our global pandemic in 2020. Outside of this podcast, I am a medium offering clairvoyant readings, communicating with our collective and benevolent higher guidance system to offer my medicine in all aspects of being human both in the material as well as the metaphysical. I also offer spiritual emergence and integration sessions for anyone who may feel supported by me as an ally. Within the culture of Aquarian prophecy, it is my intention to spark curiosity within psychedelic communities and to co-create regenerative structures that welcome the totality of our life here on Earth. I am so grateful for those who like, share, and subscribe as a means of supporting this mission. And for the purpose of confidentiality, I have used pseudonames and will withhold specific locations in order to preserve the identities of those involved. With that, let's get started. I'd like to begin this series with my peak role in North America as a co-host of Ceremonial Spaces with this Amazonian Indigenous leader. Their traditional ceremonies were centered around prayer songs or ikaros, and we'd come together in circle and receive the medicine of ayahuasca. The natural ingredients for their brew was derived directly from the Amazon rainforest. For three years, I was a co-facilitator with this tribal leader when he would come to my city on tour. In my affiliation with him, it was my role to prepare guests for this traditional ceremony. This would include outreach months prior to welcome those who were interested. I would curate mental and physical health screenings to ensure each participant's bodies were well enough to commune with the medicine. And we would explore questions to ensure they were clear on their own intentions of what they were desiring to bring for healing. I would find a location to host us all and come that weekend, I would set the space, prepare meals and soups for everyone, and then greet them on their arrival and help get them settled in their spaces to partake in ceremony and to meet this leader. In ways, I was a host not just to the guests, but making sure this tribal leader had all he needed to show up fully for his role as a guest in my country and as a medicine keeper. Most our weekends had anywhere from 20 to 40 people. 
It is my intention to educate and form the reality of our changing world in relationship to other cultures and how globalization, colonization, and medicine culture has a full spectrum of beauty and shadows that feel valuable to bring into open conversations. Ayahuasca or grandmother medicine is a plant-based psychedelic. It is important to note that psychedelics affect all of the senses, altering a person's thinking, sense of time and emotions. They can cause a person to experience visions or hallucinate, which would involve seeing or hearing things that may not exist physically and can be distorted. Ayahuasca or grandmother medicine is a plant-based psychedelic. It's important to note psychedelics affect all of the senses, altering a person's thinking, sense of time, and emotions. They can cause a person to have visions or hallucinate, seeing or hearing things that do not exist physically. Ayahuasca is a concentrated liquid made by the prolonged heating or boiling of a specific vine and leaves found in the forest for a minimum of 12 to 24 hours. With one small cup ingested, the effects will last close to two to four hours. This varies depending on the amount received as well as the individual's tolerance to the medicine. The active chemical in ayahuasca is DMT, also known as the spirit molecule. It is the chemical that is released during our dream time, as well as when we complete our last breath in these bodies. I carry the belief that when we are dreaming is when we are truly awake. Ayahuasca has been used for centuries by First Nations peoples from contemporary Peru, Brazil, Colombia, and Ecuador for spiritual and religious rituals and therapeutic purposes. At the time I was introduced to ayahuasca, I was also a student in a graduate level university studying psychotherapy. As my path with the medicine became more involved, this window of my life was a balancing between both worlds. Cultivating spaces for the Westerners to connect with this sacred medicine and learn the spiritual traditions of the Amazonian indigenous. I felt sharing this with my fellow Westerners, I was a transmitter in my own ways. The more I would learn and cultivate spaces to support the sharing of this medicine, the more it provided me with a deep sense of purpose in giving to something greater than myself while also continuing my studious identity in the higher education system. I felt full on the high to be in a role of such integrity and honor. And though I had never left my own country, it was at the top of my list to someday meet their family in the forest. I remember a few years prior when it all changed for me to sit in one of their ceremonies and receive this tradition and culture. At the time, I was doing everything society had asked of me. I was following the Western model of what success is supposed to be. 
from the outside, I have my ducks in a row. I was attending a graduate studies psychology program. I was a student, a nanny, an artist, living in a new city, and had a thriving social life. However, me being gifted at balancing many different roles is and always has been both a gift as well as my Achilles heel. It allows me to cast a wider net and experience more variety and excitement, though it comes at the cost of not being able to slow down and truly be with myself. With this, I know I wouldn't be here now in front of this microphone without my own self-forgiveness. I wouldn't be able to share in vulnerability the whole spectrum of this story. I find when my heart wants to harden, I fall back into these old patterns I've used to cope with stress. And the idea of forgiveness doesn't feel accessible. I know now forgiveness needs to be an organic process, not something that can be force-fed and accepted overnight. In my recovery process after returning from the forest, I was told by many I needed to forgive the people involved. And though I do honor the validity of their words, it also wasn't where I was at at that time. What I needed first was to be witnessed and to be heard. And what I really needed was to witness and hear myself, forgive myself for the naivety of placing my trust in someone I really looked up to, for completely rerouting my life. I wish to be a bridge between these cultures and I can begin with sharing my truth from the Western mind peering in. I carry the blood of my white ancestors, colonizers, and pirates, the blood of their dedication, strength, and perseverance. I am not perfect and will continue to offer grace as I weave together this journey. I know my path in understanding forgiveness will be a continual turning of the wheel. One thing I do know for certain is forgiveness has helped free me from the limitations I had placed on myself. At this time of my life, when I initially met this indigenous leader, socially, I was doing quite well in school. I made friends quickly in my program and would spend the weekends going to various gatherings, music shows, and parties in my city. And for the first time, I was opening the door to exploring various psychedelics. In full transparency, my temperament has been pretty consistent in my life. It's been a continuous cycle of overcoming my relationship to addiction. I find for myself, it would dress and weave itself into my life in different ways. In my undergrad years, it was more painted within the lens of 
heavy cannabis use, though my most dominant addiction was my relationship to alcohol, which was present from a young age. It wasn't until I got to graduate school that me and all my friends were dabbling in the realm of psychedelics. It was in the name of research for the emerging field of psychedelic therapies, though looking back, I can see how in some ways this was my own egoic facade to continue feeding the hungry ghosts within me. And with this beautiful soul manifesting breakthrough that I was receiving at this time of my life, this also came with a slow burn in losing my grips on my education. I recognize at that time I was running from myself, but more so running from what Western society had asked of me. And I was fixed in the idea that this way of living was the only way for me. One weekend in particular, I was elated to meet up with a beautiful man at some music show in the neighboring city. I partook in my usual rituals of a whole cocktail of whatever substances were available, downing a few shots of tequila and making my way to the show. And I couldn't find him anywhere. He stood me up. Little did I know that night was the beginning of a journey. And from there, I could not see in any way where I was going. But it was the medicine I needed to make an active change. Deep down, I, I was hurting and sabotaging my own creative potential. And that night, due to my reckless behavior, I got behind the wheel. I'm lucky no lives were lost by my own actions. And when I reflect on this for years, shame would follow. And shame is a silencer. And from where I stand now, I can see how this was the beginning of my initiation. This night showed me that what I had been doing was not sustainable and something needed to change. At the time, I lived on a five-acre commune just outside of town. I had just moved there and hadn't quite formed close relationships with the folks I was living on the land with. And we had a community meeting that following Monday. I brought myself hungover, depressed, in order to at least be physically present with all 18 of them. And in this circle, they spoke about our watering schedule for the plants and the different ways we could tend to the needs of each other and our land we were cultivating. Partway through, a woman I hadn't ever seen before came in. The great leaders of this Amazonian tribe and nation would be coming to share their sacred ceremony here on the land in two weeks. They will be offering their medicinal brew of the healing Grandmother Ayahuasca, held within their traditions. And of course, all of you here are welcome. My heart became fire. I knew I had to accept 
this invitation. Though cognitively, I didn't quite know what I was signing up for, I knew where I was, I had nothing to lose. This felt, in some ways, my last hope in being able to complete my education and free myself from the grips of these hungry ghosts. With this, I ask you, what is medicine? To define the word medicine, it is the science or practice of prevention of dis-ease or a spell or charm believed to have healing, protective, or other higher powers. What is medicine culture? Easily those who are more progressive picture the growing psychedelic society of festival goers, medicine practitioners, and therapists leading the movement. For some more mainstream, they may see the Western medical model come to mind. And there is the realm of holistic and alternative therapies, which is based in traditions all over the world, connecting to more subtle energy, connecting to higher powers of divinity. And there's even the whole myriad of intuitives carrying on with their practices, combining a whole soup of modalities they feel resonant with sharing. I laugh at the term alternative, as most of those treatments are more rooted in earth-based practices that our ancestors have implemented for many generations. It is alternative under the context of the Western and colonized perspective. When I speak of medicine culture, I speak of the avenues in which we can share ourselves and our livelihood in a way that perpetuates well-being of the mind, of the body, and of the spirit. With this, I speak to the individual that exists within the culture. I speak to the culture that exists here on earth. I believe it valuable to note that what is medicine for one is not necessarily the same for another, and that too much of a medicine can very quickly become a poison. I have heard many times from people I look up to, your wound is your medicine. And though it has a lovely ring to it, I feel this is not complete. I believe that what ails us can inform the depth of presence we offer and empathize with another. Through understanding the separation of our true self in the face of our trauma, we can come more clearly into seeing through the shadows in order to create that security for ourselves that we needed. This fertile compost takes time to weather, to process, and to transform. These memories need grace to become in their own time, their own becoming. I don't know about you, but if someone hasn't been through the thick of suffering in some way, I feel weary of their ability to go into the depths with me. Through our emotions and thoughts as we nurture intimacy and presence, even when the going gets tough. If someone doesn't have the bandwidth to be in the discomfort within themselves, how can they offer this to myself 
or their loved ones. At the end of the day, we all wish to be seen and heard. We wish to feel a sense of belonging with those we choose to give our time and energy to, to feel loved by another. So with that, yes, and. Our wound is our medicine, and. It is how we choose to respond. Carried by our intentions, it is how we choose to rebuild ourselves, to remember our North Star. If we live our lives continuing to perpetuate the wound, this only repeats its cycles, disempowering us while ostracizing and separating ourselves from others. This clearly is not our medicine. And with our changing world, I believe it to be an active and conscious choice to live and embody our own medicine and to cultivate our own medicine culture for ourselves and for our loved ones. With this, forgiveness of myself has been essential as it has freed me from this story that has been passed on to me by my ancestors, narrating my waking life. Thank you, forgiveness, for it gives before any and all transgressions. Today, I will close with this. What is our medicine is in the mindfulness of how we choose to respond. It is in the moments that we recognize ourself in another. It is the way in which we love the sacred wound. It is the clear intentions that carry our actions to how we embody connection. And of course, appropriate doses in right times and right places. I would like to offer a big thanks to those I consider family. Without you, I know I wouldn't be where I am today. Those who've reflected back unconditional acceptance, consistency, and support are the backbone of what keeps me going. I seek to continue tending the well-being of our humanity together and exploring the nature of our psyches with the intent to cultivate a future that is steeped in regeneration. Again, this is your host, Micah Johnson, with Aquarian Prophecy Podcast. You can now book clairvoyant medium or spiritual emergence and integration sessions with me on my website, www.aquarianprophecy.com. If you'd like to get to know more of your host, myself, feel free to check out my Instagram at aquarian.prophecy. And what really fuels my mission and makes this podcast possible is the folks who sign up for my Patreon membership. Here I offer exclusive and more intimate content, amplifying the voices of our community and tending to the culture created here on this platform. You can find me at Patreon slash Aquarian Prophecy. I ask that my words continue to inspire action towards the collective dream for cohesion and connection within our communities. By sharing our gifts, we create a better future for our children. 
And I ask that we remember to walk our medicine in honor and reverence for those who've come before us. I give gratitude to all my fellow earth keepers and water keepers who steward this earth we call home. I am so grateful for the love, receptivity, and curiosity within this community. See you next week. I'm your host, Micah Johnson, and this is Aquarian Prophecy Podcast.